everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. This is Josh Ronquist here, and for episode 26, things are going to be getting pretty emotional. Both emotionally positive and emotionally devastating. And everything in between. But before we get into all of that, I got two brand new interviews to be able to show off for you this week. From Space of Variations, who's about to be going on tour with Ginger and P.O.D. coming up very soon. But I also got to do a bucket list interview for the show this week with the one and only Russell Allen. Talking about the sophomore album from Alan Olson, Army of Dreamers, which is available now through Frontiers Music. In this interview, we talk about the album, we talk about problem solving, We talk about all the stuff that Russell Allen likes to enjoy outside of singing, and so much more. So, without any further dilly-dally, let's get right into it. My interview with the legendary Russell Allen. Hello? Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good, sorry for the delay. I had some issues with my internet. I had to reboot my router. Oh, no worries at all. I totally know all those problems. I'm just uh, very thankful that you're still able to take the time to do this interview. Yeah, no worries, man. Oh, awesome. Well, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you and talk about some awesome new music that just came out this past Friday through Frontiers Music with the brand new album from Mellon Olsen. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Really excited about it. Oh, that, that's so great to hear. I, I mean, I've been uh, checking this out for the last few weeks, and I just really love what you two sound together, and the fact that you got someone like Magnus Carlson being able to deliver such great music behind it. I mean, it just feels like a great combination, and knowing with this being the sophomore album and just seeing how the project has evolved over time, I mean, it just sounds like it's getting better than ever. Yeah, the collaboration is very good. I, I've Mangus, of course, I've worked with before uh, with the Alan Londy stuff, and when the, the 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 proposal arose to to work with with Annette, it was uh, I was I was like, yeah, this would be great. I actually I actually thought it would it would it was something I should we should have done from the beginning. You know, <laughs> I mean, I love the records with Yarn, no doubt, but there's just something something cool when you have a male and a female vocalist. There's such a a good uh, they complement each other i guess you know tonally and 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 just performance wise emotionally uh the songwriting can have more um me and yorn always had these sort of like conflicts sort of themes you know it was always the battle you know what i mean all these types of things and and it you know this this is a different uh it just opens up a whole new avenue of uh of songs that that uh, me and yorn couldn't possibly do together so Working with Annette and, and Magnus has been really, really fun, and I'm 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 happy that people like it, the collaboration. Oh, and that that makes me so happy to hear that too. I mean, the more that I listen to this particular album, the more it sounds like everyone involved is just having a great time being able to sing these songs. And I love the fact that they're so catchy; they can be so heavy. Magnus is doing some incredible guitar solos and in, in the right songs in the right moments, and. Uh, uh, you and Annette just said uh, your voices do fit together so perfectly well, whether uh, you're trading vocals back and forth, whether uh, you're doing backgrounds, whether you're singing at the same time. I mean, it's just, it fits together so well. And it's, it was so awesome to see you two come together with the first album and see that pairing. But again, like I said, like on this time, it just, it feels even stronger and everything feels so much better. And the evolution just keeps growing with this project. Yeah. Well, I mean, any like, like most things, if you do it for a while, you get better at it, you know? <laughs> so we, uh, 
we definitely have uh, have a better understanding of each other um, and what we we can we we we, we want to do and what we what we think we can. You know, the idea to have just do all duets, for example, is a great call. Um, I think that's way better than just having this identity of like, okay, so Russ Lau is going to sing these by himself and she's going to sing these by herself, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that was sort of a leftover idea or sort of like what me and Yorn would do. But this was, now this feels like a real, you know, sort of joint venture, if you will. So we're both featured on every song and we're singing together. And so the lyrics reflect that. And I think it's just better. You know, I think, I think it's way better. So doing all duets has made this album, makes this album unique and make it different. And I think that's why, uh, you know, the, it just feels so much better. And it feels like we're, we're all, we're more on the same page, you know? Oh, for sure. So thinking about that, what was it like when you started uh, hearing the songs for the first time, when you were starting to get a grasp for what this album was going to sound like? Well, the first thing I, you know, hear is uh, Mangus. I, <laughs> I know him, I know him well, you know, so it's like, oh, there you go. This is a Mangus Carlson tune, you know, and uh, he's such he's such a good writer and, and he's very good at what he does, especially writing for singers. You know, uh, these are very, like you said, catchy, singable songs. Uh, catchy song just really means they're just really built towards the vocalists delivering you the melody and the lyric you know um and the arrangement is uh is serving that purpose um unlike what i would do in say symphony x or, or something like that where the the vocals are important they're a storytelling mechanic but they're not the main the main uh focus it's really the composition that is you know what i mean so that's why working with him is uh, is so easy as a singer because everything's written for singers. And, and I think that that makes yeah. so much sense too, because you know, especially when it does sound like he does write for your voice and Annette's voice, and he just has th that magical way of being able to show both of you off in the right light. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, um, he 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 writes great melodies. I you know if I, I'm a you know if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of guy. You know, uh, I always have the, the ability to alter things if I feel that I, I need to, or if I feel something that could be could be better. Uh, but I gotta tell you, you know, almost a hundred percent of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, he's he's right on the money. You know, it's it sounds like something that would that would work for me and the phrasing's great and the emotion is great. Sometimes, you know, grammatically or way he accents words or some of the stuff with the English language is a little, a little wonky. And, uh, but the, but the meaning is there. And, and so I, I might have to tweak a, a couple things in that department, but in terms of this rhythm and melody and things like that, he's, he's spot on. So it makes my life really a lot easier. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can only imagine. And you know, you know, with that in mind, I mean, obviously, with uh, so many things that have been a part of your resume and being able to work with so many great musicians and so many great people, when you are able to work with those people and you're able to adapt to those situations and you're able to play to your strengths and you're uh, mm -hmm. able to change things when you are when you are able to to make it for the 
for the better. You know, it's just, it's, it's such a great feeling to be able to see that. And again, when I hear this final product, I mean, the, the fact that it does have like that great Magnus Carlson sound behind it. And from the sounds of it, it didn't seem like he didn't have to change much from what he had originally in mind for you. So, you know, being able to just be able to go in there and record the vocals, make sure that they're going to be the, the way that you want them to be. And it, it just sounded like it was going in the right direction. Yep. It, it. Yep, you're reiterating exactly my point. So it just was very, very easy to to put down the lyrics and put down the, the tracks because the tracks were very well written. Um, that, that was, you know, like like you had mentioned, I'd worked with a lot of different people and artists over the years, and uh, you, every time I've done that, and I, I, you know, I always learn something new, and I learn, uh, I just grow as a, as a as an artist, as a singer. On this one, I. You know, I always produce my own like vocals in a sense that I record them myself and it's my microphones and preamps and you know what I mean? Things like that. Um, and uh, pretty much use the same stuff, a uh, little, maybe a little different thing here and there uh, that I tried uh, and, and it really sounds really good. He was happy with it. Um, but, you know, other than that, it, it's uh, it's all it all boils down to the tunes. I mean, the technical side isn't really something that uh, I sweat too much. It's more of a geeky thing for me to have fun with. <laughs> uh, but in the, at the end of the day, it's the quality of the song. And it's uh, does it translate? Is the music is the music, you know, moving you? Do the lyrics touch you? Um, and and that's the goal. And working with him and, and, and stuff has been great. I, I always on this one, I went first and stuff and then received the nets uh i'm singing uh there are she had received my tracks um and then i i had heard it at the final product and it was great i was just like wow this is really good so it was it was fun it was a lot of fun you know to work to work with with them again so yeah i'm really happy people enjoy it i think it's a great collaboration Oh, absolutely. And, you know, as much as I love everything that's going on audibly, I also love visually what's going on as well, too. Like, I I really find the album cover to be so striking and so perfect for, uh, especially for the title track, being able to show that out for uh, the album cover and just uh, seeing all the great blues that's being used mm -hmm. and the great striking visuals. I mean, it's a great representation for the album. Yeah, the artwork never disappoints. Uh, that's a that's. That's one of the strong points I think of the project as well is that the artwork is very fitting for what we're doing. Uh, it's all it's all packaged very very nicely, uh, and the people at uh, Frontiers do a good job of putting together all of this material and presenting it to the public. And uh, you know, it, it's uh, they know what they're doing. I'll give them that. So it's uh, it's nice to be on a team or working with a team like this that. Uh, you can you can trust and have confidence in. It's just usually very stressful for an artist to do these types of things and trust others, you know, with with their art. So uh, it's uh, it's always been something that I've always found to be very very good, high quality. The artwork, the artists that are, that they, that are involved with these, uh, and and I'm like like to, like to your point, I'm never disappointed with it. You know, I just think it's great. Oh, and it's it's so great to hear that too because. You know, again, like uh, obviously with uh, being able to work with so many different people in this business, you know, uh, of course, uh, being able to work with so many different labels at the same time as well, too, for uh, the various work that you do. And when you are able to have uh, something as professional as what Frontiers do and everything that they put behind an album like this and the fact that they are able to take care of so much things behind the background has got to be a, a great feeling knowing that you can just go in, do your vocals, do the best that you can to be able to. Uh, put off a great performance and be able to show the fruits of your labor uh yeah for sure 
to uh sorry one second yeah to be able to just focus on that aspect of it and not you know have to think about okay gotta call the uh art guy gotta get the thing done get getting all getting the album together is a lot of work you know i've done a lot of them so um and to be to, like i said to just have a team that's doing a lot of the heavy lifting in those departments uh really makes it fun you know uh, for me because like you said i i can concentrate on just singing which which is really good for me uh i don't have to be bogged down mentally with those tasks so i can just concentrate on my performance and that's my sole purpose uh in this project and uh so that's what i do and and it's great it doesn't it doesn't uh take a lot of uh attention away from from that goal and uh and that focus so I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, it's so great to hear that. And and of course, uh, al- along with this, you know, over the last several years, you've been able to contribute your voice to a lot of great projects of uh, so many different styles of rock and metal. And it's it's so great to see that, you know, from the fact that you are able to produce your work uh, by yourself and you're able to get the right equipment to make yourself sound the best that you possibly can and you are able to contribute to all these various projects and it's it's so great when i get a promo and then uh i'm listening to it before i even look at the the press release and i start to hear your voice and i just get excited seeing that you're part of something different and just being able to show another side of yourself yeah that's always been the motivation um you know and i never phoned it in man you know like i get a lot of offers to do things i turn way more things down than you've heard me do uh and if it's something that I really feel like I can, I can do, and it's going to help me to grow as an artist, uh, then I'll do it. And I love the different styles. Um, I have more plans to do even more, uh, work outside of the normal lanes that I usually have been heard in, you know? Uh, and that's something that, that I'm very excited about. Uh, and this is just one of those, those stepping out sort of moments for me. You know, I've had a lot of, a lot of challenges the past five years. Um, and uh, being able to do projects like this really helped, helped me to get, uh, to get back up there and, and, and do it again. Because I, I had some moments where I was, wasn't sure what I was going to do after the adrenaline mob uh, stuff, you know, and the accident and everything. Um, so th- these were all almost therapeutic for me in a way, you know, to be able to do work on projects and have some great friends reach out to me and say, hey, we really would love to have you be a part of, of this, like Aryan, for example, and and, uh, and doing things with these guys. Um, they really kind of kept me in the game, you know, pulled me back and said, you need to be heard and you got to sing. And, and so I was like, yeah, OK, let's do it. So it's been really good for me. It's helped me out a lot. Oh, I, I can only imagine. And I can say that from the fan perspective that I am so happy that uh, through all the dark trials and tribulations that life has thrown your way, if that, that you were able to get through the other side of that and you were able to be able to show off more of your musical palettes. And, you know, the fact that you, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Arian as well, you know, the, uh, you've done some magnificent work with him over the years. And, you know, the, the fact that you're able to work with him in so many different ways, whether it's a part of the great Arian story, uh, story, or you're singing about Donnie Darko, like you did earlier this year. I mean, it's so cool, again, just to see all these different styles and uh, vocal stories and everything else that you're able to contribute. Yeah, I'm very fortunate and, uh, and blessed to have a uh to be surrounded by such talented people and it just really inspires me to, uh, to make music and do my best because uh, the quality of it is so good. And, and so I just, 
you know, I throw myself into them. Uh, it takes a lot, a lot of uh, energy, I guess, not so much, you know, from a technical point of view, but just a spiritual one. You know, I throw a lot of energy into what I'm, I'm doing every time I open my mouth and record something, you know, uh, there's a lot of me in there. And so uh, there's a lot of things that, that I have done that, uh, that, have, that have been really, really sort of like milestone moments, you know, in terms of like, you know, get, getting through a certain aspect. I always sort of personalize everything I, I'm singing about in some way, shape or form. Uh, and so I think that's what helps to me to kind of translate the, the message so well, you know, is that I, I can feel what I'm, what I'm doing in my own personal way to try and relate to whatever story I'm telling. Um, cause it's always the same stuff, you know, it's no matter if it's on a spaceship or, <laughs> you know, in a, in, a, in a medieval setting or whatever sort of backdrop the story takes place, it's still, everything is still a relatable human experience. You know, it's either about, you know, love or betrayal, loss, you know, whatever the primary emotions are that are, are, are being discussed in the lyrics uh regardless of the of the context we all feel that so that's what i've been able to do over over the years is really sort of find the find the center point of that find something in my life that relates to and then sing it from my perspective through the through that lens if that makes sense Oh, absolutely. And to add with that as well, too, I mean, the conviction in your voice as well, too, because, I mean, just like you said, you know, you want to be able to uh, uh, convey all of these different emotions. And when you do have a range like you have, I mean, you're able to show off so many different sides of that just from uh, the vocal melodies that you're able to show off. And, you know, the, the fact that you do put so much uh, power and conviction into your voice. And again, you know, just uh, thinking about uh, even the fact, again, that you don't have to like go to all these different studios around the world that you're able to record it from home and you're able to uh, get all the right mics and preamps and be able to find the right sounds that you're able to find to make the music shine the way that it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's a, that's the kind of geeky fun side. But um, but I, once you, once the once the, the microphone and the frequencies have been dialed in and it all sounds it's all there that's just the math of it you know once you get the math right you know you're good uh you've gotten you've honed in on a tone on a sound uh but now that you know it's what that it's what you put into the microphone that matters uh so so that that you know the the, the production part of it it's always been more of a hobby for me. Like uh, I've always found it interesting, fascinating. When it came to the computer, I really sort of got into it more. I wasn't, uh, I, I was a little, you know, overwhelmed with all the gear of the old times, the old school studios, you know, all those out, all the outboard gear, how everything worked, the signal chain and noise floor, your gain stages. And, but when it came to the computer, I know computers real well. I build them, I program. Uh, so that when, when, when it came into that realm, uh, it, back when I was younger, it, it really clicked for me, you know, uh, and, but recently I've been, I've been delving into more, you know, of using the outboard gear, uh, and having some fun with that and understanding, uh, how, how the, 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 how much better it is for certain things to have the right, the right outboard equipment, you know, especially in the preamp department and compressors, things like that. Um, it just, it's just not as much of a mystery to me anymore, uh, than when I was young. So I've enjoyed that. 
aspect of, uh, of, of creating music. Um, it's, it just appeals to, you know, I come from a family of engineers, uh, you know, so my uncles, my dad, um, architects, and, uh, I, I guess it's just in my blood. You know, I really do enjoy the, uh, the technical side of it and it's all, it's like problem solving, you know, um, it, it engages my intellect. It engages my, my mind uh to to produce uh an environment that i can really express myself in uh so i'm always learning i love that and i and it's just a you know working with a new mic a new environment a new song a new sound it's like it's problem solving you know i I just really enjoy it and i'm the type of person that will stay up all night (laughs) still until i get it right you know uh my wife thinks i'm crazy sometimes and she's 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 not wrong uh, I can obsess over these things, but once I get it right and it sounds good I, and I like it, um, I love the feeling of that. I love the feeling of that accomplishment. Um, and it just drives me to keep going uh, and it makes me more excited for the next one. Oh yeah. And you know, when you can find another passion like that, I mean, that it's, it's always rewarding. I mean, even if it wasn't something that was music related, when you do have those other passions that you are able to enjoy, it makes you be able to appreciate the, the main work that you do as well, too, when you're able to do something else as well, when you're able to just be able to show all these different sides of yourself, musically, engineering, uh, being able to build up the perfect setup for uh, vocal ability. I mean, there's so many different things that you're able to do with that and like you mentioned you know it's just like uh, when you're able to find that formula and you're able to put that problem solving to use and you're able to uh just be able to streamline everything going forward that that's a great feeling yeah it really is uh and it, and it just like i said it's something i really really do enjoy and and i learn something new every time i do it uh, and that's what's exciting and that's what keeps you keeps you going uh, um Especially as we, you know, we, we, we get older and, and, and we sort of like, I wouldn't say get bored with things, but you, you do sort of want to, for my, for me, some people are different. Some people like this, the comfort of, of the, or the repetition of things. And there's a, there's a sort of a soothing, sort of comfortable feeling. I'm not really one of those guys. <laughs> I, I, I need a. I thrive on the new uh, challenge, you know, like I thrive on the new thing. That's probably why I enjoy coaching football so much. And, and it's every week is, a, you know, during the season, there's a new, there's a new opponent, there's a new challenge. How do we, how do we make this work? How can we beat this team? Um, and that's how I approach a lot of things with like problem solving, how I beat this problem. How can I beat this problem? Um, and, uh, and it just excites me. It keeps my mind going. It keeps me in, it keeps me energized. Oh, and you know, I, I love that. I mean, again, you know, just uh, being able to, like I said, uh, being able to show these different sides of yourself and the fact that you are able to do something like coach football and you're able to uh, teach these kids how to be able to learn different plays, being able to learn from different teams, being able to learn from their mistakes and just continuously Mm -hmm. getting better, whether you're doing two days, whether you're just like uh, watching tape, whether you're practicing out the plays, there's so many different ways to be able to go about that and apply it to other aspects of your life. Yeah. And we do all of, I do all of that. Watch film practice. It's a, it's a six day a week job. You know, I take, I take Sundays off and the last thing I really do want to do is watch real football, not, <laughs> not no professional football. Yeah. Uh, I still catch my favorite team and all, but uh, you know, it's my son plays and, and it's, and that's how I got into it after the accident. It was really therapeutic in my, 
my doctors had told me, uh, you should, you should get involved with this. I had avoided it when he was young, really young, because I had to, I was touring and I didn't like the idea of me go, getting to know the boys and then, you know, getting to trust me as a coach and then having to leave them, you know, towards the end of the season before it was over. I, I didn't really like that, but I talked to some, some guys and I talked to, you know, my family at the time and my son said, dad, you should really do it. I think, I think you'd enjoy it and we really need you. Uh, and I was like, okay, so I did it and I, and I loved it. And everybody knows my situation. I have to leave for TSO in the, in the, in the late fall. Um, but, uh, but it, it really is something that I enjoy a lot. Um, and again, problem solving it's at its most stressful. <laughs> Listen, I got to get going. I got another interview. I got to, I got to do here. They're, they're bugging me. So, Oh, oh, my apologies. I, I, I could have kept going for hours, but uh, thank you for uh, catching me on that. But um, yeah, I just want to uh, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to do this. Uh, uh, it's been a tremendous honor being able to talk to you and be able to get your insights, uh, whether it's with uh, Ellen Olson, whether it's uh, problem solving everything else that's been going on. And I just thank you very much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of it. Oh, my, pleasure man thank you for thank you for reaching out josh i really i really enjoyed talking with you and welcome back to the show you just got done here in my interview with the legendary russell island talking about the sophomore album from alan olson army of darkness which is available now through frontiers music now you can even hear in that interview things do get a bit emotional there where you start hearing him talk about things that he enjoys outside of being a vocalist whether it's messing with different kind of components to be able to fluctuate his sound for his vocals or being able to be a coach on his son's football team and when you can be a dad and you're able to live the life you want to live through symphony x trans-siberian orchestra and still get to be a family dad that's pretty cool but of course not everyone in life has it that easy especially now and that's where we get into the crux of the situation here with my second and final interview for the show this week with the ukrainian band space of variations whose brand new album imago is going to be coming out this friday through Naples. Home records. In this interview, we talk about a lot of great personal stuff that happens where a band like this is able to really spread their wings and be able to show off everything they enjoy, from metalcore to more trip hop to pop rock. I mean, the band is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. But seriously, I mean, considering the situation that's going on in the Ukraine right now, and you really don't need me to spell it out for you, the fact that they were able to do this interview feel safe enough to do this interview and are going to be going on tour with Within Destruction over in the UK and then coming over here to the States with Ginger and P.O.D. That's just incredible and I wish these guys nothing but the best because they truly deserve it and I'm not just saying that because of everything that's currently going on with the country right now but it does help and I thoroughly do enjoy the music. The more that I listen to it the more I'm able to appreciate everything that's going on because everyone in this band is not a afraid of making the music they want to make, living the lives they want to live. And there's no better feeling than that when you're an artist. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Here's my talk with the guys in the band known as Space of Variations. Hello? Hello. Hello. Hi, how's it going? It's hard, it's hard to tell you how's it going. Uh, we are live and it's uh, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, how, how, how are you? Well, uh, yeah, I was just about to, to say with that as well too. You know, it's just like I'm, I'm very fortunate right now that uh, you guys are still here. You're still going strong, and we're able to spend some time being able to talk about some great new music. Yeah, it's cool. 
Thank you for having us. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. Firstly, we need to tell that our English is not so good, and uh, I hope we will understand each other. <laughs> oh, it's uh, working great so far. So uh, I think we should be okay with that. So, but um, yeah, yes, again, uh, thank you very much for. Uh, taking the time to do this and being able to talk about this great new album that's going to be coming out in just a few weeks now on on your new label with napalm records yeah yes exactly so you know with that in mind i mean obviously over the past few years being able to build up this band and make it the best you possibly can be what is it like to be on a label like napalm records now it's 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 cool actually it's uh it's what we dreamed about uh, uh, whole our life uh, to make a record deal with a major label yeah. it's uh, super huge for us and uh, it's um, it shows us that we are on the right path and uh, everything is working people see something in our music yeah so it's super cool oh it's it's great to hear that too i mean yeah especially when you got a a label like napalm records that is such a a huge name and they're able to have such a great uh variety of different kinds of heavy bands on there and seeing a band like you guys uh being a part of that as well too and uh, you know, uh, having just discovered you guys from this album and then being able to check back on uh, the previous material as well and just seeing the evolution of this band. It's just it's so cool to see where you are at right now musically here in 2022. I mean, when you get heavy, it gets very heavy. But when you show the variety and the different styles of music that you incorporate it with and, you know, the fact that no two songs sound the same and you're able to show off all these different sides of your music musical personality i love that so much thank you actually it was the mission uh, it was our mission uh, as we told in previous interview and alex alex will uh, tell this part <laughs> about uh, every composition uh, from this album yeah uh, this was like a mission we tried to make uh, all all new songs uh, from new album like different images you know when you listen into the song you you, you you imagine something in your head and we try to make this image different and we hope um, it works uh, because we hear a lot um, uh, responses. responses yes that uh, people people say that uh, all the songs are so different and full of surprises so we're just happy with that and yeah. We, we, we're glad that you noticed this too. Actually, the conception of our band uh, is in our names of Space of Variations. It's a variety of some, uh, some different uh, strange uh, things. Uh, and uh, uh, we will uh, thin this conception even more in future so because we see that it works for people. Uh, we liked, uh, like, we love to see how, um, how people surprise, uh, about what they're here, uh, in this uh, new album and in our art generally. Uh, so it's cool that you not noticed that the songs are different with different vibes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I very much appreciate that as well, too, because especially on the first listen, I love the fact that I had no idea 
what to expect once I started hearing all of these changes, all of these variations that was going on, because that to me, that's what makes an album exciting is when you don't know what direction it's going to be going in the first time. And then which with every listen past that, you're able to listen to it and you're able to discover more like uh, the different style changes, uh, uh, all the different layers in the music, the production, uh, the instrumentation, you're able to uh, pick apart all these different moments but that first time when you hear it and it's just like it's just so cool to see the the contrast that's going on with it and then being able to really enjoy it more and more the more that you know what's going on yeah it was like uh, for, for us uh, as uh, artists uh, it was um, like uh, always it always uh, we always uh, love to push these boundaries uh, to make some experiments, to um, to see to to see ourselves even from different perspective perspectives, you know, perspectives. Uh, so, uh, like we we are opened ourselves too in this um, like record. in this record. So it always curious what's there more uh, um, in our art. I hope you understand <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, definitely. So thinking about that as well, I mean, when you were uh, opening yourselves up more on this album, how did you know what direction that you wanted to go in? I mean, was it something that felt right the first time? Did you have like particular things that you wanted to be able to work towards musically? Like, how did that work? I guess it works very natural uh, yeah. for us. We just reflect uh, our uh, feelings our vibe uh, it, we was not like discussed in uh, in in which direction we will go we just write in which we was writing the music and uh, let's see what uh, this music where this music will bring us so it was something like this yeah something natural <clears throat> so uh, also with that in mind i mean obviously with uh, trying these different ideas was there um, when you were putting the songs together, was there many changes that had to be made or did you have the ideas originally to begin with or, uh, you know, with the song structure, like uh, how, did, how did that work? Um, it, it works like mm, it depends uh, on on each song. Some some of uh, tracks uh, are some of tracks looks like look like uh, they were 95 percent in uh, sketches in drafts. But some of tracks are were were changed like fifteen percent or something like this. You know, we 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 made this experiment with structures. Uh, some so, some parts uh, are super original from from, from uh, taken from uh, from sketches, but some parts uh, were changed uh, uh, when when we when we were mixing the album when the album was on a uh, study mm-hmm. etap uh, when we were mixing yeah. album we we still <laughs> changed the, some parts and changed sounds so so the change changes was almost till, till the end <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, we hope uh, we did all right <laughs> yeah and so this, the, 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 there is no formula for songwriting yeah but actually uh, yeah there, there is some uh, structure uh, of the songs yeah it's, it, it could be kind of formula but uh, 
but from song to song, uh, this formula has Genius. so different, many varieties. Yeah. Uh, and um, so we're just trying to make art, trying to be honest in our art and trying to um to to uh, trying to surprise people. trying to surprise people yeah that's uh, it's very cool when someone uh listen to our music and, and uh uh and and he's very surprised like as you say earlier you don't know what to expect next and that was a mission for me it's huge when you're listening to the music and it's not just uh, a regular music that you hear uh, like everywhere uh, when uh, like when people react like this you know oh what the fuck <laughs> what's going on <laughs> the, the, this is the for me pure purest uh, pleasure because um, mm -hmm. that's what we tried to do um, but but actually very natural we're not yeah. trying to try and to do it we're not trying that's to just, be special yeah. yeah yeah that's just the concept of the band space of variations and from beginning even from 2009 our music was kind of strange a little bit that's yeah. that's what we uh, want to uh, take from uh, that years that 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 what we that's what we take from this years to to now, uh, I hope you understand. <laughs> oh, yes. And that makes me so happy to hear that, too, that everything just comes off so naturally, that everyone in the band has the same mission to be able to create the, the right kind of music that feels right for the band, that, you know, like, no ideas are off limits unless they don't sound good for the song. You know, just uh, being able to try all these different things, be as natural as possible, and just write what feels good to you and it, it's yeah, so yeah. great to see that because it, you know just get, seeing the reception that you've been getting lately you know just, uh, from online and all these upcoming tour um, things that are happening as well I mean it's great to see the popularity and the rise of the band happening this way yeah so you know you said very right thing uh, firstly uh, we need to love um, uh, the song. If we we'll enjoy the song, it's our like um, uh, or Oriental. We are we're very like Canadian uh, mm. We orient to our in, inner uh, feelings uh, about the song. Uh, not some producer, not someone from fans. Yeah, we just always. Uh, Listening to, listen ourselves. to ourselves, yeah. And if uh, we enjoy it, uh, there will be a lot of people yeah. who will enjoy it too. Yeah, people, uh, people feel uh, when uh, artists uh, make music and this music resonate with uh, artists' soul. People feel it when when it's not fake, you know. Yeah. So we're trying to Always. be not not fake. This is one of the most uh, one of the important moments. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Again, that that just makes me so happy to hear that. And yeah, thinking about that as well too. I mean, obviously, when you can get the backing of a label like Napalm Records, and you want to be able to show off this album right, what was it like to be able to decide what singles you wanted to show off from the album, what videos you wanted to make as well? Like, and of course, a lot goes into that. So, what was that like for you? 
So no, actually the one of the coolest parts to work with Nap- Napalm Records that uh, mostly these decisions uh, uh, is uh, like comes from, it comes the, from band. the band. Yeah, yeah, they 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 can to to offer you some some variation. Yeah, maybe this song, maybe this song, but the last word is is behind the band, uh, and it's super cool because uh, I know there is a different situation yeah. <laughs> between labels and uh, bands uh, a lot of labels uh, there um like uh, they go to the to all these processes even to songwriting uh, they like uh, if you understand what i'm saying so they try to be everywhere uh, and do a lot of things uh, like uh, inside the band. Inside the yeah. band. So with Napalm Records, it uh, works in another way, and, and we and we have great. we we pick the tracks and and how we pick the tracks. It's a it's a different <laughs> question because we like all the tracks from the album, and we always have this problem when that, we when yeah. we have to make new music video, for example. We have long discussion. Which song? <laughs> we'll talk with guys and we try to figure out what song we will use for next video because we think, oh, this song is okay, but ah, but we have this song and this one, which we will use, which we will film. We uh, it's hard. It's hard to pick, but I don't know. We try to to listen to, to, to listen to, to ourselves, yeah, and and to, um, try to uh, to, to listen to uh, to reality, yeah, yes. to reality, and uh, and to the whole band members, yeah. like uh, so. We discuss in it. Uh, we listen to these different opinions and trying to make the best decision uh, for the band. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that very much makes sense, and I think so far you have chosen some great singles to be able to show from this album and again like we've talked about the great thing about this is even with the singles that are being shown off it's not a it doesn't really show off what the entire album is about because every song is so different you know it's just like it gives you a little taste of what you can do but it makes you want to listen to the whole album to see everything that's going on with this particular album cool yeah cool. it's it was Really, uh, we hope uh, actually that it will work like this. And uh, a lot of people uh, told told us uh, the same, the same actually. Yeah. So, uh, and it was the idea. <laughs> and it's cool that uh, it works. Uh, you know, um, ah, I know this all. <laughs> this all. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, yeah. And again, you know, just thinking about uh, the music and how that all comes together. And even though it is so varied, it does come off so natural and it was meant to be this way. What is it like when you start adding the lyrics on top of that? I mean, how do you know what direction you want to go into when it comes into the lyrical content? So uh, it always the reflection uh, of you. Uh, I just tried to like catch the main theme uh, and uh, then uh, me and Alex, uh, we are writing uh, the lyrics uh, and uh, we're trying to catch the main theme, the main vibe of the song, but uh, but uh, but it's like, it came very natural too. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I uh, want to say. It, 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 it's always uh, something that you want to express from the bottom 
of your soul heart i don't know of your inner vision uh, and um, it's not just uh, words for me for me it's very uh, like um, very therapeutic uh, stuff that is uh, with me from my uh, childhood uh, almost i i felt a lot better when i write something some line uh, yeah when i expressing myself uh, in some lyrical way i feel myself a lot uh, better yeah and i want to say i want to add that i think uh, we are not the band uh, who uh, write lyrics about weather i don't know about uh, about some regular situation in a shop or something like this we always try to talk uh, uh, in our lyrics we always try to talk about global things about some basic stuff uh, about deep uh, consciousness subconsciousness things that uh, mm, that every human uh, have from childhood we always talk about existential stuff about life about death about um, about something really global and something that everyone it's knows yeah. this, that everyone can feel and we tried to express it with uh, um, with a beautiful metaphors in our music in our lyrics with uh, some uh, interesting words uh, with a i mean game game of words yeah yeah <laughs> game, of words. Uh, game of words yeah so uh, lyrics for us it's uh, like a one one more tool to express our art to express our, our understanding of reality of life and to express our like, vision of life as a human being so yeah. Yeah, every every word is uh, on its uh, place uh, for me, uh, and uh, it's it's great that uh, some someone from uh, different parts of the world can uh, read these lines, and maybe these lines will help him in in some way. Because I had a lot of responses, uh, and it's it's huge it's huge because it's something bigger than you we're just like we're like just regular guys from ukraine not from the biggest city uh, not, not not as regular <laughs> not maybe not not super regular but we are simple people as everyone and uh, uh, it's cool that uh, we did something bigger than we are. Yeah, and I did want to ask about the lyrics be because of what both of you have just mentioned. Like, the more that I listen to the songs and the more I'm able to really start to know the lyrics, the more that it starts to hit me uh, when I'm able to feel these emotions that's going on. And it is so relatable. I mean, whether you're looking at something more personal or you're looking at something more global, you're able, both of you are able to hit all of these different kinds of emotions that are very real and they fit so perfectly well with the music and just knowing that it does come off so natural like that. And, you know, sometimes it does come from a very dark place. 
And, you know, it's, I mean, that is the world that we live in right now, isn't it? I mean, we do live in a very dark world right now. And sometimes we just need a, a look at that. I mean, whether it's from where I'm at, whether it's where you're at or any other part in the world, like we're all able to connect to these different kinds of emotions because they're real things. Yeah. And, you know, um, where is the darkness? There is a light in this uh, also. So um, it, it always, uh, it always the game of the dark darkness and light. Uh, and um, we try to reflect it uh, in, in a lyrically way too. And, and uh, I, I wanted to ask you uh, one question that I always think about. Uh, uh, we are uh, we 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 are Ukrainians, and uh, in English uh, language is not for, for us is not native uh, language. And I always interested uh, how, these people how, understand how, yeah, how how our lyrics uh, sounds uh, and uh, how our lyrics uh, will be understood by people uh, who know English from childhood. Yeah, because for us it's like uh, uh, it's quite a little bit hard sometimes to express yeah, your so, so thoughts and interesting uh, how you uh, like feel it. It's it's it works. <laughs> Does it work for you? Oh yeah. Very much so. And like I said, the more I listen to it, the more that I can really start to feel those lyrics too. I mean, whether it's dark, whether it's light, I mean, whether it's more of um, on a global scale, whether it's more on a personal scale, and it does fit so perfectly with the music as well too. I mean, not just matching it up with the music, but like the tone of it, the, the lyrical content, like it all has a great central theme to it that works together so well and yeah i mean I, I can definitely hear the more that i listen to this the more that it is coming straight from the heart and i do appreciate that because I, we need more of that cool yeah dude cool. Uh, that's, that's cool it's cool thank you thank for, you for your kind words oh absolutely and of course with that as well too you know i mean obviously as long as everything goes in the right direction it sounds like you guys have a pretty busy rest of the year coming up as well when it comes to touring which is so awesome to see yeah yeah actually we had in three weeks we have uh, this uh, tour this uk you european tour with with instruction and uh, then we uh, right in a few days we uh, will fly um, uh, to us to tour with uh, ginger bandit pod, uh, POD and malevolence so uh, it, it, it's pretty it's pretty tidy yeah yeah nice schedule oh yeah and you know i just think about that as well too because within destruction is such a different band than you guys and obviously ginger and pod like you think of um you guys with those bands it's it's so varied and i love that when anyone's going to be going to those shows uh over here in the usa that they're going to be able to check out such a variety of music that all comes together in this great form for one night but you're able to show off all these different sides and i love it when a, a bill is so varied and i'm so happy to see that you guys are going to be able to come over here and show off this album in the proper promotion and the live setting yeah, we're yeah we, to, we, we too. Will, will you will you come to the show somewhere 
Um, actually, one of the dates is Minneapolis, and I live about 20 minutes away from there. So I think it's entirely possible, weather permitting, that I would be able to make it. Yeah, oh. dude, we need to like uh, hang out, hang out <laughs> together, and uh, to yeah. keep in touch in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would definitely love that. And I was gonna say, you know, it's like as much as I love what's going on with the album, I imagine that these songs are gonna sound even better in a live setting as well and i know the venue that you're going to be playing at here in minneapolis minnesota and it's gonna it's you guys are gonna sound incredible uh on that stage and that's got me very excited oh so yeah actually um uh, we wrote a lot like um, uh, how to say it uh, we 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 wrote uh, music like with this uh with this vision how it will sounds uh, on, in, on in big, life yeah, yeah on, on a big, uh, on a big sticker s- sound yeah, yeah sound. with a huge sound so uh, i think uh, it would be uh, heavy. so cool and heavy <laughs> yeah we believe it will be heavy <laughs> oh that that's so great that uh, you thought of that as well too and yeah imagine how much fun that's that's going to be as well too i mean being able to promote a new album and you know like picking and choosing what songs you want to be able to show off whether you're playing some of the older material whether you're playing some mm-hmm. uh, stuff for the first time off this album i i imagine it can be a hard process but i imagine it's got to be fun as well to be able to choose what songs are going to work actually uh, the, to be a musician it's very hard hard job <laughs> actually it's 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 also uh, so fun and so like so you can be so creative it's and it's open you as a character uh, so it's super cool but it's, it's still such a hard job to do and uh, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand this uh, part of reality they think that mus- being a musician is just having fun just and just uh, t- touring it's fun it's super <laughs> hard job uh, but uh, we're, we're doing it because uh, we don't know how to live other <laughs> life, I guess. So, uh, so, so you did you ask about uh, picking tracks for a live show, or or I miss something? Oh, I I, w- I was just saying that um, I, I'm I'm excited to see what songs are going to be uh-huh. that you're going to be playing. I mean, whether it's uh, older material, what songs you're going to be playing off the off the new album you know it's 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 exciting for me as a new fan to be able to see what songs are going to be performed in that live setting yeah and it's cool. exciting for us too <laughs> yeah let's, because, let's see because, because we still don't know what uh, exactly what which songs we'll play yeah. live because we have uh, like this opener uh, open act band um, place in the lineup so we will pick the best songs and we'll put them on our shirt but uh but heavy and uh, set. set yeah we'll see oh awesome well i think that's a great note to end on and i want to thank you both again so much for uh taking the time to be able to talk about this brand new album uh coming out through napalm records on the 23rd of september i enjoy this album with every listen i'm able to appreciate it so much more and more the more i listen to it and it was great to be able to talk to both of you to be able to get the insight into the band about the music about everything that goes into it and i'm again i'm just so excited to see all the touring that is going to be happening and i'm very thankful for 
guys to be able to take the time to be able to talk to me. Me too. Thank you, thank you. for having us. Uh, it's a big deal for us. So thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hope we will see each other in real life. Oh yeah. I, I, I definitely want to make that happen as long as uh, the weather holds up uh, over here. I, I, uh, over here in Minnesota, like a uh, uh, winter can hit at any time. So, I mean, as long as I can make it there without uh, crashing my car, I definitely want to try to make it. I have a there. question. Fargo, oh, sure. about, uh, Fargo uh, TV show is about Minnesota or no? Yes, it is. Um, Far- Fargo is a, a city in uh, North Dakota, but almost all of the show takes place in Minnesota. Oh, cool. cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you know, a little yeah. bit Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because a couple of the seasons are like one or two towns away from me oh, being cool. discussed on the show. So. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, for us, it's super exciting. Uh, yeah, it's like we like TV shows. Uh, we are in this pop culture, uh, in this American pop culture, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's so interesting to see all these locations right. from movies. Uh, yeah, it was uh, actually it was a dream uh, for me uh, to see all these locations because so in Ukraine we see this just like in our screens, <laughs> and it's super strange. Hope we will see it yeah, soon to, to be there. Oh yes, and. Yeah, I'm again, I'm hoping I can make it out to that show and be able to see you guys live because I want to hear these songs in that live setting. And I uh, wish both of you and the rest of the band, of course, the best. Uh, Obviously, with everything that's going on right now, I'm so glad that you have been able to stay safe and, you know, just being able to take this time to be able to talk to me and, you know, get uh, prepping for uh, touring and everything else that's going on. And I, I just truly, truly appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, man. We too. We do. And welcome back to the show. You just got done here in my talk with the guys in the band space variations, whose brand new album Imago is coming out this Friday through Napalm records. And with that said, everything that's going to be going forward with the show this week dives into a lot of different territory from things that I thoroughly enjoy to things that have thoroughly bummed me out to things that have hit me so emotionally. So I do just want to put a trigger warning out there for the rest of the show. There is going to be some heavy, heavy stuff talked about pretty much from the beginning of this all the way until I start talking about the soundtrack for the show. So be forewarned if you are having a rough go of it right now, or if you feel like any topic talked about coming up here might affect you in a negative light, please feel free to skip forward, or even at the most drastic, feel free to stop the show and either check out the soundtrack for this week's show, which of course is available on Spotify right now, check out one of my past shows, which of course is on any of your podcast platform of choices, or brave through the storm if you feel comfortable enough. Let's begin. So first off, I want to talk about a recent movie I was able to see from one of my favorite filmmakers, Kevin Smith, in the very short run movie known as Clerks 3. What I mean by short run is... I think by the time that you're hearing this, it will no longer be in theaters. It was only a limited run, and of course, I checked it out the very first night because I'm just that big of a Kevin Smith fan. I don't talk about it enough, I think. 
but he is one of my favorite filmmakers. There's only one or two of his movies I haven't seen, and one is because it's Jersey Girl, although maybe I could give it a chance, but uh. And the other movie is Yoga Hosers, simply because I haven't bought it on demand, and anytime that I've wanted to be able to see it, I haven't, avail haven't found it available for streaming. So, that one will happen at some point. Just hasn't happened yet, but every other movie I've seen and thoroughly enjoyed. Yes, even the one that you're thinking of, and that's gonna be different for everybody, so that's just like a little inside joke there. Everyone who enjoys Kevin Smith has that one movie that they really don't like. So yes, I'm even saying that one. But Clerks 3... It almost got ruined for me because of the way it was presented because uh, Kevin Smith did a little bit of an intro before the movie where he talks about this was the finale of the trilogy of Clerks movies. And yeah, after the way the movie goes, there's no possible way they could really make a Clerks 4. But I'm okay with that. I truly am. Because I feel like, even if this is the last View Askew movie, or View Askew Universe movie, even if this is the last movie that will feature Jane Silent Bob, I feel like they put such finishing touches onto everything, and I do mean everything, that it just felt like a perfect wrap-up for the universe that he created and some say scraped the barrel with, but I don't. I thoroughly enjoy everything that he's done that I've seen, and I have no reason to not feel that way. Because even the stuff that doesn't resonate with some people does resonate with me, and even the things that some people not, might not be able to resonate with because they've never been through those experiences, and I haven't either, I can still feel the impact of those things, whether it's just talking about Star Wars, your sexuality, your religion, living in a red state, working with Bruce Willis, or just any of the great misadventures of Jay and Silent Bob. There's so many things to enjoy, and yeah, I mean, if you don't enjoy that stuff, I get it. But for someone like me, it just works so perfectly. Now, I'm not going to get into spoiler territory when I talk about movies or TV shows or anything like that, because why ruin it? But I will say, and Kevin Smith has talked about this so many times, and the, the film does start with a montage done to the music of My Chemical Romance's Welcome to the Black Parade, which I actually was considering putting on the playlist for the show this week, but I will say, considering how much King Diamond is represented in this movie, I went with King Diamond. I know this might be a shocker, but I enjoy King Diamond more than My Chemical Romance, even if My Chemical Romance and especially the song Welcome to the Black Parade is like the perfect song to represent Clark's 3, I gotta go with the underdog. Always have, always will. But the film, I'm sure, is going to be available on demand. I'm sure there's going to be DVDs. And, of course, Kevin Smith is doing a traveling road show, being able to show off the movie and do a Q&A every night that he's doing that. It's coming here to Minnesota, but for every other reason that I've been av avoiding live events people and the current pandemic that we're still in, even though it doesn't get talked about anymore. I am very comfortable with have seeing a movie in a very small theater, not too packed, had a big bucket of popcorn, nice big drink, and I laughed as much as I cried. I really can't sell it better than that. I mean, if you want to see what could be the potential wrap-up for the View Askew universe, this was a perfect way to do it. And it will hit you emotionally, especially if you're of a certain age. Next up, I'm going to be talking about some gaming stuff here, so 
Obviously not as much of a trigger warning here, although there is a lot of triggers, ha ha in the games that I've been playing lately. First of all, starting with Metal Hellsinger. Yes, a game I've been waiting for for the last couple years, and I've finally been able to enjoy it. And funny enough, it is available on Xbox Game Pass, so if you are a little iffy on how you might feel about the game, it is available for free if you have Game Pass. So that's what I did, and I highly, highly recommend it. Of course, the first thing you gotta talk about is the soundtrack. I mean, you got Michael Stani of Dark Tranquility, you got Speed of Soil Work, you got Alyssa from March Enemy, you got Surge of System of Down, you got Randy Blythe of Lamb of God, you got so many different people here, all through the different layers of hell. And of course, if you know anything about the Divine Comedy slash Dante's Inferno, you know there's nine levels of hell, and you must go through all of them to get your voice back. And how do you do that? It's part doom, part rock band. You shoot to the beat, which is a constant tempo. Every single song has the same tempo. Once you eventually find that out, it makes the game a little bit easier. But every song is uniquely different, and... Unless you really pay attention to music and how it's done when you look behind the curtain and you notice like hand claps or snare drums or bass drums are the ones that's keeping that beat going. It might be a little bit rough for you, but considering I've been a drummer since the age of, age of nine, I was able to pick up on it pretty quick. The hardest thing about it was being able to make sure that you get the timing of it perfectly and it's going to be different for everybody because of TVs, because of internet connection because of the platform of choice that you're playing on. So thankfully, they thought ahead about that and you're able to calibrate things to how your TV and audio work. So when you go into the settings and you rec recalibrate everything so it fits your TV perfectly, it fits your sound perfectly, and the only reason that you're not good at it is because you're not used to keeping the rhythm. Or because there's so many things on screen and it's hard to be able to keep the rhythm and kill some demons at the same time, which I totally understand. I'm almost done with the game. The final boss is extremely challenging, even on the lowest difficulty, so I'm having a bit of a hard time with that. It's a very short game, relatively, because I was able to pretty much finish everything in about a day's time. I would say maybe anywhere from like four to eight hours, depending on your level of being able to keep a beat and shoot a gun at the same time and aiming it correctly and hitting the people. But once you get everything figured out, it becomes a very, very fun game. And again, the music, even with singers that I'm not particularly keen on, which I'm not gonna mention, I thoroughly enjoyed. Every single song on this game rules in its own way, shape or form thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it and another game that obviously was some great inspiration for metal hellsinger i have been thoroughly thoroughly enjoying on xbox with my brand new tv and that is doom eternal of course i picked up the game day one played through it loved it the ancient gods dlc which i got for the playstation version kicks my ass every time i try to play it but it's still very, very fun. But the point I'm trying to make with it is I've been going back to Doom Eternal on Xbox because with my TV setup that I have right now, I have the Xbox hooked up to a 2.1 HDMI, which means that I'm getting 120 frames per second in 4K. And it is the sexiest game I've ever played. The visuals are supreme. 
It is so smooth. Every time you hit the trigger, it feels so satisfying. Every time that you rip and tear into a demon, it's just so beautiful in its gory fashion. I love everything about playing Doom Eternal in 120 frames per second, and I don't know how I played the game in 30 before, but I am so happy that I did go back to it, especially since I got the Xbox hooked up to the HDMI 2.1 setting. And I can't go back. There actually is a difference from 30 to 120. 30 to 60, there's a difference. 60 to 120, there could be. Some may say there's not that much of a difference to really justify things. But since I got this TV for that purpose anyways, I just love how smooth it is. I love the variable refresh rate that goes along with it, so I don't have to worry about any screen tearing or the game freezing up because it's lagging or anything like that. It just works the way that it's supposed to and damn. After I'm done recording this, I'm going to be going right back to Doom Eternal. And finally here, I do want to talk about what is probably the most uh, triggering part of the show, which is going to be leading right into my mental health check-in after I talk about this is breakups of bands and death. I'm going to start with the latter of that and talk about something that hit me way, way too hard. And that is the sudden death of guitarist and songwriter David Anderson of the bands The Night Flight Orchestra and Soilwork at the age of 47. What had happened here says that it's a combination of alcoholism and mental health issues. And if you can read between the lines, it was suicide. And I've been such a huge fan of his work, whether he's showing something more on the proggy, melodic death metal side of soil work over the past 10 years, or the amazing 70s and 80s AOR that the Night Flight Orchestra has just nailed perfectly since its inception. And it really hurts to see another musician that I cared for deeply when it comes into what they could do musically and what they brought to the world of rock and metal take their life. I mean, obviously, the biggest name that happened to this year was Trevor Sternad of the Black Dahlia Murder, who is coming back. One of their guitars who's been in the band since the inception has decided to take over vocal duties. Ryan is coming back on guitar, and all of that is fantastic. I'm glad to see that they're going to be continuing on and living through the spirit of Trevor. But to get back to the soul work and Night Flight Orchestra, apparently in his... Final hours, David talked to Speed, said that he wanted the Night Flight Orchestra to keep going. They wanted Soul Work to find a new guitarist. And he knew his time was coming because of things that probably should be kept private. But again, you can see the underlying message of suicide. He wanted Speed to be able to continue on with all of his musical endeavors, giving him the go-ahead with the Night Flight Orchestra and... Of course, in time, replacing him in soil work. He brought new life into soil work as well, too, being able to show off more of the proggy side over the past decade. I mean, 
Soul Work has always been a melodic death metal band, but over the past 10 years, they've really been able to show off more of the prog rock side. They've been going into more black metal influences, more atmospheric moments. I mean, they wrote a 16-minute song, and you never would have expected that from a band like Soul Work, who was so known for writing the three to five minute long song. Yet they wrote a 16 minute song that was just impeccable. And he was such a brilliant songwriter and guitarist. And of course he had his demons. We all do in some way, shape or form. It's whether we have control of those demons or not. That's the real question. And I'm so sad that David was not able to find the peace that he needed to in life. I, My heart goes out to everyone that's been affected by this. Whether you knew him personally, worked with him personally, or was just a fan like I was. Gonna miss you. And I hope now your soul is at peace. And now, uh, finally, before I get into the mental health check-in, one thing that is also tearing me up inside, even though it shouldn't, it still does, because this band helped me out through some of my darkest times growing up, and it's really hurting to know that the band Torch, who is currently on tour with Meshuggah and Converge, are breaking up after they finish up their current tour. And they're not even for the whole trek, and Flames is going to be replacing Torch. Although I think things are kind of shifting. I think Converge is going to be opening, and then in Flames, and then Meshuggah. I could be wrong, but I think that's what's happening. But with that in mind, the band has been around for nearly two decades. And I discovered them in 2007, 2008, right after I graduated high school, still trying to find myself... One glorious day, I discovered their music, and the first time I saw them, they were opening for the band Dredge, which, if you hear Dredge and you hear Torch, very different bands. Very, very different bands. But that was the kind of show that helped me really appreciate it when bands that don't sound the same go on tour together. You get something as heavy and as ruckus and as fun as Torch with a more emotional band like Dredge. It was a good one-two punch for me. The other time I got to see them was when they were opening for the hardcore version of Corrosion of Conformity when they were a three-piece before Pepper joined the band again. And they did such an incredible set during that time as well. It was just fantastic. And that was a little closer to what they are, but I wouldn't really call them like a hardcore band like Corrosion of Conformity was doing the music of at that time. But it fits so perfectly as well too. Again, variation is the spice of life. Kind of like what we talked about in Space of the Variations interview earlier in the show. And when, with that in mind, I mean, Torch started off as a very sludgy, near-drone, near-doom metal band. And with every subsequent album, they got poppier. I mean, they were on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Rick Smith, within the last couple weeks, was the guest drummer on there, on NBC, being able to promote Torch. And of course, he's in other great bands like Shitstorm, and, which is so funny when you think about like how poppy Torch has got, and then you are in a grimecore war metal band like Shitstorm. But they were a band that really got me through a lot of hard times because they were such a varied band, and I love that. I love the fact that they could get so heavy, 
so catchy, so fun, so dark, so everything. And it really just bums me out that the band is breaking up after they do one last hurrah, opening for Meshuggah and Converge. I know they're coming here to The Myth in Maplewood, Minnesota, although if you see it advertised, it's gonna say St. Paul because Maplewood is a suburb of St. Paul and Minneapolis. But regardless, if you are going to that tour, please get there early. Please check out Torch. Please pick up some merch. It's their last hurrah. Really, just let them go out in a good blaze of glory doing what I'm assuming is a good half-hour set, playing some of their best music. Go and check them out if you haven't already. It'll be well worth your time. And now, finally, it's time for the mental health check-in. Right before we get to where I started talking about the soundtrack for this week's show, which I already made in advance, so again, you hear it instantaneously anyways, but for me, I won't have to take several minutes off to be able to put it together. I already knew what I wanted to talk about on this week's show, so it was pretty easy. But when it comes into my mental state as of late, much like last week, I am severely struggling. I am having such a hard go of it right now. And for many reasons that I talked about in this week's show, and for reasons that I have been dealing with for as long as I can remember, and everything in between, I am just having a really, really hard time of it. And I wish I wasn't so alone right now. Like, I'm just looking at my one bedroom apartment right now. It's filled with stuff, but it's not filled with people. It's not filled with loved ones. It's not filled with family, it's not filled with friends, it's just me. And this is something that I see every single day, every single night. Loneliness just, it's a real killer. And it can hit us in so many different ways. Some of us prefer being alone, and that is fantastic if you're happy with yourself. But of course, I'm not happy with myself, that's why I'm struggling so hard. Some of it is learned behavior, some of it was thrusted upon me. And of course, a big old chunk of it is just me not being able to learn to get past a lot of things that, granted, people shouldn't have to go through, but they are things that are truly holding me back in life. And when I look at what happens in a movie like Clerks 3, which shouldn't hit me so emotionally hard as it did, when I look at the suicide of David Anderson of Soil Work and the Night Flight Orchestra, when I look at a band that was so pivotal to my musical taste as Torch breaking up, when I just look at my life right now at 34, every day I get a little older. I'd like to think a little bit wiser, but probably not. Getting uglier, grosser. Every day I get a little bit closer to death, just like all of us are, sadly. All of us have our things that we're going through right now, and things some of us should never have to experience, but sadly some of us do. And even though I'm struggling so hard right now, and I'm doing everything I can not to do anything drastic, not do anything that could ruin my future, or take away my future, or anything that could just be something that, well, you know what I'm trying to say, I won't say it, but I'm still here. That means I get to still keep trying. And if you're listening to this right now, you're still here and you still get to keep trying as well too. So no matter what you're going through right now, I'm not going to say it's going to get better. It could get worse, but it could get better. And if you decide that it's over, you'll never get to find out if it does get better or not. You made the decision that it can't. And it wasn't just soil work either where suicide has been in my mind right now lately. Had a Facebook friend of mine who blocked me last night, who was going through some suicidal thoughts over the past few weeks, and I've been throwing in my two cents, and 
they said before how appreciative they were for my insights and trying to help, but then they decided to block me. I know it was a block, they didn't take down their account. It was like, it was an FU to me, but I know a lot of people are struggling right now, people that I see online. I would say people in my quote unquote real life, but I really don't have anyone like that at the current time. And of course there is myself that is just struggling to find a reason to keep going. I'm struggling hard with that as well. But again, I'm recording this show, which means I'm still here. You're listening to this right now, which means you're still here. If you're still here, we got to keep trying. So please, for you, for me, for anyone that you care about, and just for your own future, just keep going, no matter what's going on. There's no way I'll ever say that your feelings or what you're going through is not important. If it's important to you, it's important. If it's hurting you, it's hurtful. But you get to decide if you get to go past it, or if you give up. And if you give up, you'll never know if you'll be able to get past it. So just keep moving forward. We all have the same destination, but don't end it just because you feel like you can't go anymore. Fight through. And it is. It is worth the fight. And now finally for the show this week, I'll be talking about this week's soundtrack for episode 26 for September 19th, 2022. If you want to check out this playlist, go over exclusively to Spotify and search my name Josh Runquist, that's J-O-S-H space R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. Or if you don't like Spotify, write down everything I'm about to talk about or just go over to Spotify, look at the list and check out these songs on your platform of choice. Starting it off, I have Ellen Olsen, of course representing my interview with Russell Allen with the song Out of Nowhere, which I feel might be the best representation of Russell Allen on this entire album, which of course is off the sophomore album, Army of Dreamers. Then off the upcoming album Imago, I have Space of Variations with the title track, Imago. Then representing Clerks, in Clerks 1, 2, and 3, I of course am showing off King Diamond with a song that's not in any of the Clerks music because I always play Welcome Home all the time, or Halloween. I'm going with a lesser known, but overall one of King Diamond's best songs, off the album Abigail, the song A Mansion in Darkness. Next up, representing Metal Hellsinger. While none of their songs are on Spotify and none of the songs are available to check out anywhere on streaming, I did want to show off Michael Stane, and I wanted to show off one of my favorite Dark Tranquility songs off the album Character with the first song, The New Build. Then, in representation of David Anderson, I have Soil Work off the album The Ride Majestic with the song Enemies Infidelity. And with that one-two punch, I of course have the Night Flight Orchestra with their brand new single Black Stars and Diamonds. And even though I was going to be playing a different song here, I saw there was a brand new single from, again, one of the bands that has hit me so very hard and changed my musical outlook, the band Torch, with a brand new single, It Never Began. Is that retrospective of their career? I just thought about that now. It might not be, but it might be. And then the last three songs are just stuff that has come out in recent times that... Some fit, some are just good songs. Like right before I made the show, a brand new band that I discovered from a one-man project from Norway known as Sundrowned, off the debut EP Glacius, and the song Levitating. And then off the final album from another one-man project that is gone way before its time, but for the musician in question is longer than the band was ever expected to live, the band known as And Now the Owls Are Smiling, off their final album Epitaph, with the song Monochrome Visions of What Life used to be. 
That is a heavy title. And then finally, finishing up this one-man band collection of songs, I have the band Dying Alone, with the title track off the brand new album, One Man Tragedy. And again, you can check this out now exclusively on Spotify with the title Episode 26 Soundtrack 919-2022. Or hopefully you wrote down the songs, or just check out the Spotify link that I have in the description of this very show. Look at the names, look at the songs, and check them out on your podcast form of choice. And that does it for the show this week. Thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out my interviews of Space of Variations and the legendary Sir Russell Island. Make sure to tune in next week where I'll be having a brand new show. And of course, check me out on social media through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the name Heavy Debriefings, except for Twitter, which I've all but given up on. But just in case you want to check it out, it's under the name Heavy Debriefs. And of course, check out that drummerguy.com where you can check out everything Heavy Debriefings, including over 840 interviews. Where to check out the show, links to my written material, and so much more. This has been a very heavy, emotional show for the Heavy Debriefings podcast, really living up to its name. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking around. The show hit me pretty hard. You can hear it in my voice, even though I am dealing with some sinus slash allergy stuff. I'm also dealing with the heavy stuff that I talked about earlier. So again, I thank you very much for taking time to check out the show this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you return next week. And until next week, this is Josh Ronquist saying, 